I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe and find them anywhere you get podcasts. I also put everything at HeidiHarris.com. During the week, I do videos. I call them Headlines with Heidi. I post them at Rumble. And if you don't know where that is, just go to HeidiHarris.com and you can see them right there on my website, Headlines with Heidi. And of course, I'll tell you at the end of this podcast about my live radio show on Sunday nights in St. Louis. So, I want to talk a little bit about the animal shelter business. I am based in Las Vegas, even though I do a show in St. Louis. I know it's confusing, but I'm based in Vegas. And right now there's a controversy involving the local animal shelter. A city councilwoman went to the animal shelter, recently just did an unannounced visit, and found conditions she called appalling. And I don't really know what's going on inside there. I interviewed her the other day. You can check my uh, Headlines with Heidi interviews. Uh, go on the left side of my page or go on Rumble and look up Headlines with Heidi and you'll see my conversation with Victoria Seaman, the councilwoman who went to the shelter. But the reason I'm passionate about this is because I worked at that shelter many, many years ago and it was corrupt then. The shelter business at the time, the woman who ran it was run out of town basically and then went somewhere else and wound up getting in legal trouble because of the way she behaved and I'm not going over that. But the point is, things weren't getting done correctly there. And at the time, I was supposed to be coordinating volunteers. And it was really tough to keep volunteers prior to my showing up because they were treated so badly. I did my best to keep them in, you know, uh, coming in and encourage them and this and that. I can also say that it's hard to keep volunteers in an animal shelter because volunteers get their hearts broken like I did. I literally cried every night on my way home. I cried because I couldn't save all the animals. It is heartbreaking if you love animals like I do. And what would happen with my volunteers was they would come in and they would stay as long as they could adopt whatever animal they could until their house got full and they were on the verge of divorce. And then they would have to leave because their hearts got broken that they couldn't save everybody. So it's a heartbreaking business. And I understand that. It's also not the fault of the animal shelters that people breed indiscriminately, dump their animals at the shelters, mistreat animals, and all the other things I can't even talk about because my heart gets broken. It's not the fault of the people in the shelter business that that happens. So I don't want to lay them at their feet. If they get 300 animals or 600 animals in a weekend or whatever, it's not their fault. But there are things that all animal shelters can do that they're just not doing in a lot of cases. Now, in this particular one, when I worked there years ago, they didn't even have somebody answering the phones. I'm talking basic stuff here, okay? They didn't even have a person dedicated to do nothing but answer the phone. Now, why does that matter? Because if you lost your pet, you want to call the animal shelter. And now, an animal shelter normally will not say, uh, we have your dog or we don't have your dog. They won't do that because if they walk through the cages and they don't see your dog, they don't want to, that's on you to come down and look. And I understand that. But the shelter should answer phones. Somebody should answer phones 24 hours a day if people lose their pets to give them information. Here's where you can go. Here are other shelters in town. Here's what time we open. Here's our procedure. That's a no-brainer. And when I worked there, they never did that. And I, my understanding, talking with this councilwoman the other day, is they still aren't doing that. I mean, that's outrageous. That is a basic. You answer the phones. Another thing they didn't do. When animals would come in, a lot of times they'd process them without even calling the owners when the animals had tags on. I don't care who you are, your animal can get away from you. And I saw that happen a lot. That should never happen. The first thing that should happen when the animal comes in, animal control picks it up or whatever, you call the owner if you can get the owner on the phone, let them know their animal's there. That's a no-brainer. These are simple things, folks, very simple things. Something else I would do if we had a, a specific kind of dog that would show up once it got to adoptions because there wasn't an owner, I would call the local rescue groups 
because almost any breed of animal has a rescue group. You know, somebody who loves collies, somebody who likes German shepherds, somebody who likes, you know, pit bulls or whatever. There are groups of people out there who want to adopt those. Now, I'm not saying the general public should never have a shot at these types of dogs. I'm saying at least call these rescue groups and at least have a relationship with them, which I did when I worked there. Now, I had a little Rolodex back in the day, and I would call these people when these animals would come in just to let them know there was one there and, you know, if it didn't get adopted or whatever. So trying to get the animals out of the shelter, this is the goal, to get the animals out of the shelter as quickly and humanely as possible. Now, that doesn't mean you give them for free, which the shelters do on occasion. Every idiot can get a dog, no. It doesn't mean you don't screen. I'll give you an example. About a year or so ago, there was a guy in Vegas who adopted a dog, and there was a story in the news about how this dog had then killed his wife. And I got very curious about that, and I thought, well, that's weird. So I got on his Facebook page, and a lot of times people will change these things, but I, he hadn't changed it yet. Facebook page, and I look and I see a dog look like a border collie, and I thought, oh, that can't be it. And I looked a little further, and I realized that dog had died. They'd had this dog for many years, and it passed away. So this dork goes down to the Animal Foundation and adopts a 90-pound Mastiff. Now, I'm not an anti-Mastiff person. It's not my breed, but um, I certainly think people should have them if they want them and they know how to handle them. They're great dogs in the right homes. But he put on Facebook, I'm going to adopt this. I'm thinking about adopting this three-year-old Mastiff. Uh, anybody know anything about the breed? I'm not even kidding. A 90-pound dog, three years old. You have no idea what the history is, and this is a very powerful animal as we found out, when it killed his wife within days of him adopting it. Now, I found out since from a very reliable source that that dog had been returned to the shelter three times previously for aggression. Now, one of the problems that we have at the shelter is that a lot of people just want to have the wrong compassion. They want to have compassion for animals that are not suitable to be adopted, period. If they're not, they get returned three times, they should be put down and leave that cage for another animal. But when you love animals, and I get it because I have four dogs of my own, you don't want to do that. Well, it should be done sometimes. So they didn't put this dog down after it was returned three times for being aggressive, let it sit in a cage for who knows how long. This guy stupidly adopts it, which never would have happened had I been there because adoptions was one of the things that I did. I would never have ever sent this dog home with a guy with no breed knowledge, ever. You don't do that. That's a no-brainer. See, these are no-brainer things that aren't being done at the shelter. I haven't even gotten to the hygiene yet. So this guy takes this dog home and kills his wife. Now, has there ever been an investigation? Have heads ever rolled about this? Somebody should have been fired from adoptions. Uh, all these things were not handled. I mean, that should, were they sued? They should have been. It used to be that if a dog bit somebody, you couldn't adopt the dog out. Again, now I don't know if the dog bit someone prior to this or was just showing aggression. I don't know all that history. But what I do know is this guy, even if the dog had never been aggressive, you don't send a dog like that home with someone with no breed knowledge. You don't do it. So these are the things that are simple when it comes to animal shelters that don't happen. Now, when it comes to the hygiene and things like that, this councilwoman that I talked to the other day, and you can once again, you can find that video at HeidiHarris.com. Just go on the left side of the page, the videos, you'll see uh, the video about the councilwoman and the animal shelter. She went in there, uh, and there was only one guy working at night. Now, that makes no sense to me at all. First of all, the reason there shouldn't be one guy working at night is because one guy shouldn't be there with all those animals by himself. Somebody should always be there with you because not all those animals are nice. Here's breaking news. You get animals in there that may go after you. 
I've seen it. I worked at the shelter. I saw animals that came in for a day or 24 hours. They had to be put down because they were aggressive. So you should never have one person working at night. I mean, these are the things that you have to spend money on. You have to have two people. There are animals involved here. Anything could happen. So the guy couldn't keep up with the cages and they were all messy and, you know, whatever. I'm not putting that on him. I'm putting that on them, the management. And then the councilwoman said they had hired a bunch of managers or something like that. What is that nonsense? How many people do you need? What you need is to spend money on some of these things that matter. Now, obviously, I've talked to veterinarians who work down there and people who say that they provide very good veterinary care at the shelter. I'm not arguing that point because I'm not in that building. So I'm not saying they don't. I think sometimes some shelters spend too much money on animals that are not theirs. They're shelter animals. And you can only spend so much money on an animal that may or may not be adoptable. I mean, that's just reality. You have to make these decisions. And I know it's hard emotionally. Listen, I've saved dogs off highways. I've saved dogs out of abusive situations. I've gone in the middle of the night to get dogs out of bad situations. My bona fides as a dog rescuer are without question... I love animals and I will do whatever. I've stopped traffic, stood in the middle of traffic to get dogs and save their lives. So I will do all of these things. But when you're talking about cage space and whatnot, or dogs that get cage crazy because they're kept in a cage for six months, I mean, that doesn't do anybody any good. So the problem is you've got very emotional people who want to save every animal and say, what's a no-kill shelter? You can't have a no-kill shelter. You can't have a no-kill shelter if they take in every animal because people will dump their pit bulls. People, please stop breeding your pit bulls behind your chain link fences and dumping them on people. Please stop it. No one wants those dogs. You go down to the shelter and it's full of pit bulls. And I don't hate pit bulls. And I know some people who have them who treat them well. But there are not as many owners as there are dogs. That we can all agree on. That's why the shelters are full of pit bulls. People are leery of them, and rightfully so in some cases, if you don't know the dog's history. I'd be leery about any dog whose history I didn't know. So the shelters are full of pit bulls and chihuahuas, another one everyone breeds in their backyard. So we've got to stop that. That's a huge factor. But the biggest issue is that people don't want to be objective. You've got the emotional people running the shelters who want to feel good about themselves because this is what they do. Oh, I love the animals. I love the animals. And then you've got the corrupt people who don't want to spend any money or want to get every single dog out of there into whatever home they can because they're focused on the numbers. We got this many dogs in. We have this many dogs in homes. Are they good homes? I'd rather see an animal put down than put in a bad home. And I know that sounds awful. Maybe you don't agree with me. But I've seen a lot in the years that I've worked in the animal shelter business and rescue business. I've seen a lot. It's terrible. Not everybody deserves to have an animal. So I'm not going to lay it at the feet of the animal shelter, animal foundation in this case, that all these animals come in. It's not their fault. They're not the ones breeding these animals. But there are things they need to do that could be done better. And another thing they could do better would be the foster system. When you send puppies and kittens out to be fostered, you've got to be able to get those animals back or make sure they're spayed and neutered. And a lot of times they're not. And when I worked there, they didn't track these people down. You'd call them. They wouldn't be there. If anybody even bothered to call and find out where these puppies were, they, you know, gave them to you as a foster at four weeks. Now they're 10 weeks old enough to get spayed or neutered. And now you can't find the people. Now that dog is probably going to be breeding. Here we go. So these are the things that are no-brainers. And another thing that went on for years in Vegas is the lady who ran the animal shelter, her girlfriend was the city manager. And I don't care about two women, but it's outrageous. Guy, girl, whatever. You don't let somebody run the city shelter whose boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever is the city manager. 
I mean, nothing to see here and nothing to worry about, huh? I mean, these are the kind of things that nobody ever said anything about it except me. I feel like I probably could run an animal shelter really well. I do believe I could do it, but I couldn't do it because it's too heartbreaking. I cried every day, every day. So it, it's very tough, but there are things you can do better. And certainly shelters all over the country and certainly the one in Vegas could do a lot of things a lot better. That's for sure. I'm Heidi Harris. You can find me live Sunday nights in St. Louis, 97.1 FM Talk, 7 to 9 p.m. And, of course, I do these podcasts a couple of times a week. You can find them and subscribe to them anywhere you get podcasts. And everything's at HeidiHarris.com. So my videos that I do during the week that I mentioned, the headlines with Heidi Halter's videos are up at my website. And you can find me at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs) 